you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and Jay Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. Shout out to everyone, again, who helps to make it possible. I think, um, I'm look, I'm so grateful for uh, you, Will the Great, and for our engineers and everybody working together, our brother Jay Mac, yes. uh, to help us get the problem solved. So we shouldn't have any more drops and any more of the like max headroom like garbly i hope not Ho- hopefully yeah. right okay right um and i am aware that i'm i'm have even as i say that i'm having a technical issue with our my end of the video stream oh so i'll have to work on that during the break because in my humanity i can't do that and formulate coherent thoughts like so i'm just <laughs> going to have to say just not now um but anyway um we had a great conversation with our kids yesterday uh, <laughs> sitting around the dinner table and getting their feedback on the Marriage Family Life Conference. It's always good to hear how they uh, take in the information. And boy, was there a lot of information that they took in. Um, our 13-year-old, mm-hmm. um, JD, shared with us his notebook and let us look <laughs> through his notes and things like that. And that was just so cool um, just to see that that they were actually listening and engaging with the content. And it was a blessing to me. Um, which I didn't have any doubt about this. I didn't have any question about this because prayerfully um, the Lord leads us and which speakers are to be there. Mm. And um, all of the speakers take their roles very seriously. That's right. Um, so speaking to our youth uh, is worth the time and the effort that they put into it to bring the content. That's going to really make a difference in their growth. And so anyway, that was really neat to laugh with them a lot about um, their experiences. It's always neat to hear from kids because they just tell you exactly how they feel. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right. Like they didn't, they were just, <laughs> what like, do you, you want to hear it or not? Yeah. For sure. For, <laughs> for sure. I remember uh, one of the first times because um, when JD was a little boy, like seven and eight, and, um, you know, they were traveling with us a lot. Um, he would always say, <laughs> he would always say, oh, mama you're my favorite speaker, you know, like, and, and, you know, that's (laughs) nice, you know? And so that was very sweet. And then I remember the uh, first conference we went to, it was a truth for new generation conference. And um, I was, I was presenting and there were some other presenters there among them, one Jay Warner Wallace. Mm. And it was like mirror, mirror on the wall, (laughs) you know? And, and, and and it's like, I'm sorry, (laughs) you are not, my favorite speaker at this event. It's like, wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Say that again. And uh, he's like, he's like, Mom, I'm sorry. Jay Warner Wallace was my favorite. And you know, I mean, detective. You know what I mean? Right. Apologist. Okay, <laughs> I'll let you have that one. But they're just honest, and I appreciate that. It actually helps us uh, as we think through, and we we do feedback after the conference too. It helps us to get better. So anyway, um, we'll be talking more about that in the coming weeks. 
Um, today, I want to ask the question, where is our confidence? Where is our confidence? And I was thinking about this because I, I read an article that was over at the Christian Post. The article was by, um, written by Ryan Foley, mm-hmm. and it was Americans Faith in the Church. This is the headline, Americans Faith in the Church, Public Schools, Flounders Near All-Time Lows, Survey Finds. And so I wanted to go take a look at the actual content of the survey. So I went over to Gallup because this is a Gallup poll that Ryan is uh, Ryan Foley is writing about. And um, I, I wanted to look at, I wanted to look at some of the additional numbers and just kind of process that myself. And I was just asking myself some questions about the things that we put confidence in and the things that we should put confidence in. And so I, I wanted to look at some of the numbers and then, <clears throat> excuse me, I wanted to have a conversation around confidence in the church and why confidence, confidence in the church. Okay. Yes. And right. why that might be floundering, like why confidence in the church mm. might be floundering, like what might be going on? Mm-hmm. Um, why don't people feel confident in the church or as they would define it, um, organized religion? Mm-hmm. And so in order to get to sort of like a commentary on this, um, I was thinking about the things that I put confidence in and why I put confidence in those things. And I'd like to hear from you on this as well. Really yep. great. Like what are, what are the things that you put confidence in and why? And so, um, because I've had some time to think about this, I'll just go first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then that way I will just kind of ping, pa- ping pong back and forth. As it pertains to the church or just in general. Well, just in general, in like general. I, I wanted to kind of lay a foundation of thinking about the things we put confidence in and why. And I have, I have a thought about this actually. And, and not to like, not to be guilty of leading the witness, but I, I, I actually have an idea and I'm, you know, I, I'm going to check it against your response here. Okay. okay but so what I are think, some of your, your thoughts? Okay. So, so first of all, here, here is, here's going to be my position. I think the, the things we put confidence in are based on, and I'm, I'm speaking as Christians, right? That it's based on our knowledge of the nature and the character of God. So like there's no confidence in the flesh. There's no confidence in institutions apart from God. There's no confidence in institutions of any sort apart from God. There's no confidence in man apart from God. And so, cause I, I, I was just sitting and thinking like, okay, what are the things that I put confidence in? So like start with our marriage. Mm-hmm. So, so as much as I love you, as I love myself, Right. Mm-hmm. My confidence is actually not in you. Mm-hmm. My confidence is in, first of all, the institution that God designed. Right. My confidence is that God is wise. Mm-hmm. He designed marriage. I believe what he says, that it is a picture of Christ in the church. I believe that he superintends it. I believe that he oversees it. And then I believe, I believe that God's spirit indwells you. So my confidence, so just, I was just going through the things that I, that I'm confident in. Right. So my confidence in marriage is because it's God's institution and because he's wise and because he gives commands and he oversees those and he expects us to carry them out. Well, then I followed that up as I was thinking about this. I thought, well, what about my confidence in following will the great? Like, why do I follow him? And honestly, I follow you because I am confident that the spirit of God indwells you. So, so I follow you and I look to you 
to learn what God is saying to our family. What are the next steps? Like, what are the things that we should be doing? Mm-hmm. What are the things that we should stop doing? Um, what are the things that we're laxed on? What are, you know, I, I am asking you those questions not only because you're the head of the family, but yes, you are the head of the family. And again, this is confidence in God's institution, right? Like this mm-hmm. is this is where this comes from. But it's also because I see the evidence of you spending time with Jesus and and reading his word and then discerning what he's telling you to do or to implement for us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so when I think about what we put confidence in and why we put confidence in in those things, for me... It all came back to the character and the nature of God. So like if we um, grow in our knowledge of God, I I believe now I don't have any um, evidence or any studies to back this up. I just believe that our confidence in God grows in direct proportion to our knowledge of God. Like the more we know him, the more confident we are in him, the more confident we are in our acts of obedience, Mm. even when it doesn't make sense, when Mm -hmm. it seems like, "Mm, I don't know, you know, this seems a little bit, I don't know if I can really do this. We do it out of obedience because we have become acquainted with the character of God. Mm -hmm. As we read through scripture, we see the promises of God and we see the promises of God preceding the actions, right? Yeah. So God God says he's going to do something. Yeah. And he says this to a character in the Bible and and then that character obeys, right? In submission to God's will, and then it's really difficult, but then God acts in accordance with the promise. Like I said I was yeah. going to do this. And so why does God want us to know this about himself? Like this is this is the one who who self-discloses. He reveals himself to his creation. Why does he do this? So that we can be confident. <laughs> Mm. Like so that we can come to him with that full assurance that if he tells you to do something, even when it's difficult, mm-hmm. marriage, when he tells you to do something, even when it's difficult, rearing our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Like we have confidence in the one who has issued the command. So forsake not the assembling of ourselves so that the teaching of God's word so that Jesus Christ is preeminent in the church. So our confidence is not in a building. It's not in just the people. Right. It's in Jesus Christ as the head of the church. And it's the the word of God that is made much of as we gather mm. that I think secures for us this type of confidence. So this is just now, of course, you know, I I probably overanalyze. I use more words than you do. But like when you think about the things that you put mm-hmm. confidence in, would you would you agree with me or see mm. what I see as far as the things that we put confidence in? are the things that are based on God's character. Like what it's, it's really based on who, who God is. I don't know. Maybe that's overly yeah. simplistic. No, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, for the Christian, for us, yes, the confidence is ultimately in God. And I, I was just, as you were talking, I was thinking about how my confidence in God has grown because of being acquainted with him. It's, all, it's just like how the Bible talks about the children of Israel, that they knew uh, God's acts, but Moses mm-hmm, knew his mm-hmm. ways. And I feel like experience with God brings about more confidence in God. So like, yes. as you see things, as, as, as things are happening in, in your life and he's, you know, showing up and, and answering prayers and mm-hmm. like, 
you get more and more confident that, man, I know God hears me. And, you know, and, may, and maybe, you know, the, 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 I don't know, maybe someone will say, well, you should already just have that confidence in reading his word and just believe it. But that's something about experiencing God move too, as well as, you know, reading his word. But I think word. God wants that. Yeah. I, I think he absolutely wants that because he is transcendent. So, mm-hmm. so far and, and high above us, but he is also near to us, that he has right. a relationship with us, that he became like us to redeem us. So I think it's both. I think it is reading God's word mm-hmm. and saying, I believe this. But yes. God doesn't leave us there as androids to input information right. and then just function. He invites us into a relationship with him where we put the information into practice and he comes through. Yeah. Like he responds to his word. Amen. Amen. And so I, I think, you know, for me, when I think about confidence in God, I think about, man, track record. Yeah. You know, I think about, man, just all and all the, the times that I've seen him do things. And so when there's things coming up ahead, I'm like, well, man, I can have confidence that he yeah. will do it again or he will direct me or he will because he's he's proven him. He's done it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and also we can look in his word and see you know, his character, that he yes. answers prayers, that he does these things. And so, yes, my the, the confidence when I, I feel like when I look at God, you know, it's 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 a lot of about like, man, just my relationship with him and understanding mm-hmm. that, man, he uh, hears and that he acts and that he's not just like there's nothing by a chance. It's not, yes. you know, just like, OK, was well, a coincidence that this. No, God did that. And, you know, he's doing this. You know, you know, it's interesting to me that we have things that are written in scripture that are written Mm -hmm. that we might have confidence. But I think if we detach the having, if you will, that of that confidence, we detach it from action, then we do ourselves a disservice. It's like this Mm -hmm. mental ascent only where we say, yeah, I believe that. That's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And but it doesn't require anything of us. No, God's word is meant for us to engage with it. Right. Because. We are meant to engage with the God of the word, right? right? Like that he calls us into a relationship where we then act out. We live out. I mean, you say you believe God's word and you hear it, but the Bible doesn't ask you to just hear it and believe it. The Bible says to you, go do it. Yeah. Now go do it. Right. So it's an invitation to show the confidence. It's a trust exercise. It's like what we do sometimes with the kids in the kitchen. (laughs) Trust fall. You know, and sometimes the knees buckle before they go back, you know, but but I will tell you this, the more and more that we catch them, mm-hmm. right, the more and more that they fall and just boom, no knees buckling. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. I think that this is the type of and, and that's, you know, of course, it's a basic example, but this is the type of relationship that we're called to. When we get back on the other side of the break, I do want to look at this Gallup poll and I want to look at the reduced confidence in the Lord's church and try to see if we can figure out why that's happening. Aaron, the Addisons, stay right there. Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Phil Wickham, Till I Found You. Sweet Victory and Jay Mack are on tap to help us navigate the show, and we hope that you will also be on tap in the last segment. We'll open the phone lines up. 
get your take on what we're talking about today. What, you know, what do we have confidence in? Where is our confidence? Um, especially when you look at the uh, lack of confidence that so many of us have, according to Gallup, in um, some of our public institutions, some of the institutions I would say are necessary for us to have confidence in, for us to function as a cohesive society. <laughs> um, you know, there, there are just some things that you think we all must have a level of uh, certainty that these things are going to function the way that we expect, that they're going to be truthful, that they're going to be honest, that they're going to be trustworthy um, on a very basic level. That's what we're talking about when we talk about confidence in our institutions. Um, we're talking about whether or not we can trust them. Can 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 we put our full weight down <laughs> on these institutions? And in, increasingly, what we are finding is that uh, the confidence that many Americans have in some of those um, society making institutions uh, is kind of dwindled or stayed the same, which is still at uh, record lows. So here, this is from Gallup. Um, Americans' faith in major societal institutions hasn't improved over the past year following a slump in public confidence in 2022. Last year, Gallup recorded significant declines in public confidence in 11 of the 16 institutions it tracks annually, with the presidency and the Supreme Court suffering the most. The share of Americans expressing a great deal or fair amount of confidence in these fell 15 and 11 percentage points, respectively. Neither score recovered appreciably in the latest poll, with confidence in the court now at 27 percent and the presidency at 26 percent. However, the survey was conducted June 1st through the 22nd, 2023, before the Supreme Court issued decision. Now, let me before I read this line, mm -hmm. let me just say that uh, Gallup at this point is not just talking data. Gallup here is giving a commentary. All right. And okay. and I think our listeners will be able to recognize this. So I'll just keep reading and, and people you, we are discerning and we know how to recognize uh, commentary. OK, so it says, uh, however, the survey was conducted June 1st through 22nd, 2023, before the Supreme Court issued um, issued decisions affecting affirmative action and education, college loan forgiveness and LGBTQ plus Americans access to creative services. Excuse me, that's not what they issued decisions on. Like, it's not their access to creative services. It was to say that you cannot compel speech. Like, see, the, but do you see how if you're just reading data, you're here for the data, but you also get this commentary that's kind of woven in that tells you what you should think and tells you how you should feel. Can I just say, case in point, this is why people don't trust many institutions. This mm -hmm. is why they don't trust the media. Because even I go here and I want this information, but you weave in just kind of your commentary telling me what I should think about what the Supreme Court decided. You're, you're telling me what the Supreme Court's decision was when that's actually not the decision that they arrived at. Yeah. But see, if I'm, not, if I'm not sharp and discerning, when I read the information, I'll go there for the stats, right? But then I'll, I'll also pick up a conviction that they want me to pick up if mm. we're not careful. So anyway, that's just a side note. All right, any or all of these decisions could have altered the court's image as well as that of President Joe Biden who spoke out against the rulings. All of this is commentary, okay? All of this is like, here are your thoughts, go and live them. All right, <laughs> but back to the piece. Public confidence in each of the other 14 institutions remains near last year's relatively low level with none of the scores worsening or improving meaningfully. Overall, the new poll finds small businesses enjoying the most public trust. I think that's really interesting. Mm. I think that's really interesting that small businesses are enjoy enjoying most of the public's uh, trust. And, you know, 
I tend to think there's a reason for that because mom and pop tend not to steer us wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mom and pop, I've gone into some small businesses and they'll Mm -hmm. tell me, nah, you don't need this. You need that. Or they'll say, you know, and this is sad. They'll say, I just can't give it to you for this price, but you know, you can get it here. For the mm, other price, I mm-hmm. can't. I can't. They try match to still that. help you out and, and yes. have customer service. That's for real. Which boosts <laughs> confidence. Yeah. That is to say, trust. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, sixty-five uh, percent of Americans have a great deal or a fair amount of confidence in small businesses. Sixty-five percent. That is that that's is a, a significant yeah, number, right? Amount. Sixty percent also have high confidence in the military, with less than half, forty three percent, feeling this way about um, the law enforcement or about police. That's the Mm. next highest rated institution. I think that's really low. I think that's concerning. But again, it's still on the high side when you consider churches and the medical system. Let me just cover that real quick and then we'll talk about why confidence is floundering and specifically i'd like to look at the church yeah and maybe touch a little bit on the medical system here but i think everybody understands why yeah i mean yeah <laughs> you know i obvious. think pe- people are like <laughs> when the cdc issues guidance on chest feeding no no that's we don't i can't trust you yeah where where is he where's doug rogers i can't trust you <laughs> when the cdc issues okay but i digress here we go um back to this gallup report here uh the medical system and the church or organized religion round out the top five annually rated institutions, albeit with meager, that's 34% and 32% confidence ratings, respectively. So the church and organized religion, 32% confidence mm. rating among the people. Another six, the U.S. 32. Supreme Court, banks, public schools, and the presidency. Mm-hmm. Large large technology companies and organized labor earn between... Um, 25 and 27 percent confidence i understand that it makes sense the five (laughs) worst rated institutions get ready because you're not going to believe this no actually you will the five worst rated institutions newspapers the criminal justice system television news big businesses and congress stir confidence and less than 20 percent of americans with congress taking the cake only (laughs) eight percent of people feel confident in congress and i feel like those are probably some congress members I think those those know. I think they're in Congress. Those people were in Congress, and they were like, "Yeah, of course I trust me." You know what I mean? So, so I anyway. Um, now let's let's talk about let's talk about confidence in the church because mm-hmm. this is concerning for me, right? Like I I yes, there's some things that you can just listen to conservative commentators talk about um, the failure in our institutions and why our society is breaking down if we don't have common trust, if we can't all go to the same news outlets and expect that we're going to be able to read the truth and then discern and filter that for ourselves. You, yes, we have we have problems. I think you can have any conservative talk to you about that. That's not where I like to hang out. I like to hang out where the Lord's people are and try mm-hmm. to figure out like what's going on with us. Why are we lo- losing confidence in the church? So when I see the church and organized religion sitting at 32% as it pertains to confidence in this, I start asking the question, why? And why did we originally have confidence in the church? Like what has historically driven our confidence in the church? And so I have some thoughts about this I want to share. And then of course we'll open the phone lines and get your take on it. But one of the big things is I think that the confidence that we've historically had in the church, and I'm talking about Christians and I would assume, you know, I I don't know, but I, I just would hope that those who are talking about whether or not they have confidence in the church are those who would identify themselves at the very least religious um, hopefully Christian, you know, and also church attendees. 
you know that but yeah. I but I feel like that's a stretch for me to expect that that would comprise those who responded <laughs> to this poll. So so anyway, having said all of that, right. I was thinking about why historically we would have had confidence in the church. Mm-hmm. And the the number one reason that came to mind is that because we know that Christ is the head of the church. Mm. So again, our confidence is not in a building. Mm-hmm. It's not in people. It's not in programs, right? It's not in all of these things that mm. we traditionally think of when we think of the church. It's not in the preacher mm-hmm. in as much as, right, we expect the preacher to do what? Teach God's word. So, but you're saying what it should be in, like how it, you know, yes. because I think, I think, you know, the reason that it can fail, the confidence can, you know, dwindle is because yes. there's been faith put in the preacher and in yes the, so especially Moving. the preacher i think that was for a while like you know it's like the man of god like you listen yes. to what he said like you know and it, so with all the scandal and all the different things that that goes on it's like ugh, bullseye you know? bullseye you, bullseye you're exactly making my point so when we and excuse the expression here but just to make the point here when we dethrone jesus when we remove Jesus as the preeminent one in our gatherings and there's something else or someone else that steps in to fill that that space, mm-hmm. then we reduce the confidence that we would have in the church, in that institution, because yeah. the confidence, historically speaking, from the from the beginning of the church. OK, so so if you go back to the beginning of the church. Um, the early church, the first century church, what we read in Acts, right? Then you've got act after Acts as the church is expanding, the church is growing. Right. What we know is that the Lord Jesus established the church and the Lord Jesus set in place apostles who were going to act at his direction. They're going to be carried along by the Holy Spirit to write doctrine. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think mm-hmm. it's so important for us to recognize that the apostles who are writing doctrine they don't learn later that, oh, you know what? This would look good in leather. If we could get Lifeway to publish this, guys, mm. I think we'd have ourselves a Bible. No, that's not what happens. <laughs> right. And and let me just let me just read why this is important. And so for like moms and grandmoms, right? It's so important, well, for parents in general, but I speak specifically to a type of audience. Okay, so so for parents and grandparents, I'll just say that. It's so important for us to be able to root and anchor our kids' confidence in God's word that it is his word, mm-hmm. that when you're reading like the Apostle Paul's letters, when you're reading Peter's letter, when you read Jude's letter or James's letter, you're not reading, you're not reading just their thoughts that, oh, if we could keep this circulating in the church, then then maybe we can have a church, a <laughs> a common church, a you know, yeah, yeah. Catholic church. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I mean the Lord's church. Okay. Right. I'm not talking about Roman Catholicism here. But these men knew that they were writing scripture. Mm-hmm. They knew that they were writing doctrine. And you, and you would be right at this point to say, okay, Miki, you got to prove it. Well, okay. In Peter's second letter, there are a couple things that happen. First of all, Peter says in his second letter that the putting off of his body is getting close. Mm. He, so in other words, I'm about to die y'all. And he goes, and I want to leave something with you that you're going to be able to have Forever. He's, I want to leave something with you because we were eyewitnesses. We <laughs> saw Jesus up on the mountain when his father mm-hmm. spoke to him. Like basically Peter's like, I was there talking, couldn't stop talking. And God told me, be quiet. Like I was there. Right. And guys, this makes me so excited because we have not come to some dead collection of, oh, I hope it's true. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. we've, we've, <laughs> we've come to an evidenced <laughs> faith. 
an evidence faith, a faith that subjects itself to external scrutiny, a faith that takes into consideration dates and times that can be fact checked. Oh, my goodness. It's not this didn't happen in a closet. It didn't happen in a closet. Right. It happened publicly. So here's Peter. He's saying, I'm getting ready to die. And he goes, but I'm going to leave with you something that you're going to always be able to refer to, right? Because our faith is a living hope. What we have come to is a living hope. This is not man's vain imagination. And then when Peter gets to the end of his letter, so we don't originally have the the breakdowns here, but we, this is chapter three. So second Peter chapter three, verses 14 through 18. Always remember this people when you're talking to your kids and you're talking about the trustworthiness of God's word and that the apostles that they are, they are not just throwing something at the wall and hoping that people mm. can preserve the parchments. Mm-hmm. You understand? No, they are writing scripture. The Holy Spirit is carrying them along and they know it. Here's what the apostle Peter writes as after he's writing about being beware of the scoffers who are going to come and say, oh, he's, he's not coming. They've been saying this forever and all of this. And he's saying that the Lord will come, that yeah. he will come. Right. And then he says this in verse 14. Therefore, beloved. Since you look for these things, be diligent to be found in him in peace, spotless and blameless and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Just as also our beloved brother, Paul, listen very carefully here, just as also our beloved brother, Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you as also in all his letters, speaking in them of these things in which some things are hard to understand which the untaught and unstable distort as they do also the rest of the scriptures mm. to their own destruction. Now, <clears throat> just in case you didn't catch that, <clears throat> the apostle Peter is saying, listen, the things I'm writing to you, our brother Paul is also writing about these things and it's That's difficult right. to understand our brother Paul. And you've got these wicked individuals who take what our brother Paul is saying and they try to twist them just like they do with the rest of the scriptures. That if you've got the rest of something, mm-hmm. then that means the thing that I'm talking about at this it's moment qualifies it. as that thing. The mm-hmm. rest. If, so he is saying, oh, man, guys, God wants us to have confidence in him. He wants us to have confidence in his word. This has been the backbone of the church that Jesus Christ is the head. This has been the backbone of the church that God's word is authoritative and that it's inerrant and that it's fully trustworthy and that we can have confidence in it. So here's the bottom line. Here's what I'm saying. The reason we have lost confidence in church as an institution is because we have removed Christ as the head and we have not made God's word central to all of our practices. We have all kinds of other things that have entered into the church, right? Mm -hmm. So people say, well, we ain't got no other testament here. So because we are religious, but then they bring in other ideologies. Mm-hmm. They say they say God's word is not sufficient. So what do you do? You chink, 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 <laughs> chink away at the confidence that people would have in the church. Mm. When people don't know when they show up on a Sunday morning, if you're going to teach God's word or you're going to give them a motivational speech, chink, 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 chink. Mm. You reduce the confidence of people. When they show up on a Sunday and they don't know if you're going to section them off based on the color of their skin. Or their preferred pronouns, ching, 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 ching. You are now whittling away at the confidence of the church. So what we have to do, if we're looking at a lack of confidence in the institution of the church, if you will, we've got to go back to why we originally had confidence mm-hmm. in the institution of the church. It's because we believed, all of us collectively, we believe that Jesus Christ is the head. We believe that he entrusted apostles to build the church, right? To continue to sustain the church, to oversee the church. We believe that the Holy Spirit built the church, grew the church. We believe that God's word stands firm, that is eternal, that is fixed, that men wrote as they were carried along. 
And we have evidence in the scriptures in real time that the men actually knew they were writing scripture. They knew that the Lord was calling them to write doctrine to help establish the foundations of the church. When we move away from that, what else is there to have confidence in? Certainly there's nothing. And that's what we're seeing expressed in our culture today. We'll take the break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will Nassette and Nerva with In the River. Where is our confidence? That's the question today. Where is our confidence as Gallup releases uh, information, I don't know, highlighting the fact that our confidence in institutions are at a historic low. Mm. And, you know, I think there are many things that we can wrestle with looking at why some of the other institutions might be facing a lack of confidence uh, in things like media and in the medical community and things like that. Um, when when I see the church listed here and I see that the confidence in the church is waning, that mm-hmm. there's a reduced confidence, and I start asking the questions, well, why? And and why do we why do we ever have confidence in the church? Well, one, because we know and believe that Jesus Christ is the head of the church, Ephesians one twenty two, and he put all things in subjection under his feet and the gave him in the ground of truth. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and gave him as head over all things to the church, Ephesians five, twenty two through twenty three. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is also the head of the church, mm-hmm. he himself being the savior of the body. First Corinthians eleven three, but I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of the woman, and God is the head of Christ. Colossians one, fifteen through eighteen, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in Mm -hmm. him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so think about this now. Now, how how do we know this? Because God told us in his word so that we might have confidence in the church, us, the body, the called out ones, the ecclesia. So when all of these things start, start to fade, this is why a radical attack. And when I say radical, um, I mean, like unapologetic attack on things like critical race theory, on things like partiality in the church. All of these things. OK, listen, like get in line. All of these <laughs> things that strike at the truth of God's word. This is why Christians must show up where the battle is. Yeah. Like we don't we don't chill in the cut, as we used to say growing up, like means just kind of hanging back and kind of seeing what's happening. <laughs> like we don't just chill in the cut and see how it all turns out. It's like, ah, maybe they'll get it right. No, we who have the truth. We who know God's word, when we see a departure from it, man, we got to say something. We have to say something. So we can't just get to this point where we're like, man, nobody goes to church anymore. Well, why should they? You've just created a social club. They can go to any other social event. Right. Like, like why? We, the, the aim is not make a bigger church. Right, right. If you lose, <laughs> if you lose your distinction, why, do, why would people want to go? If it's like everything else, the church is to be in the, the place of the peculiar Yes. Amen. <laughs> and so, but see, that's Ooh. that's the problem. We've like lost that. that. You know, yes. we want to yes. be like the world, even in the way that we have organized our programs and yes. our different things 
that encompass the church. So but yes. when you, if, if you lose being peculiar, then why would anyone, you know, want to be a part of something that's just like everything else? There's no reason. There's no reason. There's no reason to go to unsalty salt. Like <laughs> right. you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't you wouldn't right. do it. You know what I mean? I mean, look, even even when you're in a restaurant <laughs> and you look at the salt shakers and they look all like they, you know, it's probably salted, but when it looks bad, when you're like, mm, why is it all like picked up like that? You know, and yeah. the top of it, y'all know you've seen some of those salt shakers where you're like, man, clean this, man. You know, <laughs> right. you don't even want to use that. Even mm. when you know it might kind of bring out the flavor in your food, you just don't want to <laughs> pick up that. And so think about the church, like just losing mm. its saltiness or those who who claim or proclaim the name of Christ. Like, so what I'm saying is, when we have a breakdown in the institution that is the church, mm-hmm. we've got to go back to why we have this breakdown. And and I would say that if Christ is not preeminent among us, then there is no reason for confidence among us. Do you mm-hmm. understand? Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't even be fighting for like, so I'm not one of those that's like, oh man, we got to get confidence back in the church. No, I'm like, no, let's, let's make sure that we rightly pre- position Christ Mm. where he is to be positioned in the church, then the confidence will follow. Mm. People want the confidence first. You know what I mean? They want the confidence up front. Like, come and trust me. Come and trust me. No, no. Position Christ. Teach his word. Live his word authentically, both publicly and privately. Mm Mm-hmm. And the confidence will follow. It's the field of dreams of churches. If you build it, they will come. So if you <laughs> make, and I say this and it's, it's, you know, the words fail because you can't make Christ preeminent. He is preeminent. If yeah, you recognize is. that right. and get out of the way, yeah. you get out of the way. Don't try to share God's glory. Don't, don't try to be <laughs> like, oh yeah, Christ. And then me, pastor. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, don't try to, don't try to rob Jesus of the glory that he is worthy of, that, that is due his name. Then the confidence will follow. The confidence will be restored when we fall back on the truth of God's word. And we don't need a whole lot of commentary around it. We say, Hey, just sit with that. But, 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 but are you going to soften that a little bit? No, no, just sit with that. Like here, here it is. God's word is trustworthy. Amen. We can have confidence in it. But many people are failing in the area of confidence. Let me open the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Where is our confidence? 888-589-8840. Many people are failing in the area of confidence because we've gotten things out of whack. We have made less of Christ where he's supposed to be preeminent. We have moved away from the teaching of God's word in exchange for a type of pomp and circumstance that's just familiar to us. So it's sort of like, you know, it's, it's the, um, excuse the expression. It's like the Southern tradition of church. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't upset people around here. Mm. No, nobody, mm -mm, nobody's going to be checking your mailbox. No one's going in your fridge. You just come on. Just come on. You know what I mean? Where I'm thinking, you know, we may need more of a uh, <laughs> ah, the battles. We may need more of a chilly northern kind of approach. I said what I said. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You know, I remember. Listen, as the phone lines are getting queued up, I remember taking a visit to go and uh, and, and see a friend who mm. she had become a missionary and she moved away to Bellingham, Washington. And um, I remember just a little bit of the culture shock of the directness there that people just say what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting around the dinner table with them. Here I am uh, coming from the South and they had all these expectations. And um, 
And this is funny. So everybody just enjoy this. Right. And so I also happen to be black in case people don't know. So I happen <laughs> to be black. OK, uh, only tell you this because it's important to the story. And so we're sitting around the table and we're all talking and maybe I sounded something like this. I don't remember. But I remember them all just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was like the expression of the girls. They all lived in this house together, you know, and they said, we just expected you to be different. And I said, like, <laughs> like, what did you what did you want? And they're like, I don't know. We just, you know, you're from New Orleans and we knew you were black. And so we just expected you to have just a different personality. And I was like, oh, you were rooting for Ghetto Fabulous. <laughs> now, in the South, we would never say that. We would just be like, mm, not what I was expecting. <laughs> we might mention it after they left the dinner party. You know, mm. she didn't talk the way I expected. So, her what to would talk. you rather, the South or the? In, in oh, this, I like that. I had context. I, I had fun in that context. <laughs> I had fun. I man, I enjoyed that. I'm like, I'd rather know what people are thinking and really mm-hmm. just like because we're all Christians, we're mm-hmm. all believers. So you had this idea of what I might be like, and so <laughs> I, I, that's fun for me. I think you know. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't have an eggshell skin kind, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, and you know, I mean, probably. It's a problem, but I don't. I, I prefer that. Here's what I'm saying. In the context of the church, we've got to um, be willing to tell the truth. We've got to be willing to preach the truth. We've got to be willing to hear the truth and sit with the impact of that. And I think when we do that, when we see the Lord as he is to be seen, when he is exalted again and he is preeminent in the church, mm-hmm. um, then the confidence will be restored. But it's not going to happen a moment before that. It's not going to just be by wishing there were more confidence. It's going to be by submitting ourselves to the wisdom of God and all of our practices. So uh, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Cynthia in uh, Texas. Hi, Cynthia. Hello, hello, hello. 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 How y'all doing? Good. God bless you, hey. sister. Did you get your box? No, we sure did. did. We did. I was, I was waiting. I was going to let you make your point, and then I was going to say a huge thank you so much for loving our family <laughs> so well. You won't get lost at camp. You won't get lost at camp. You'll be able to count. <laughs> yes. Anyway, oh. anyway, look, the reason I'm calling, because one of the things, I got a kind of revelation last week, just kind of listen to my pastor. You know, we're spending a lot of time trying to convince people that, quote-unquote, that are sitting in what they call a, quote-unquote, Christian church building. Mm-hmm. We're trying to convince them and convert them to Jesus, Christianity, or to be a believing follower. But instead of doing that, we're spending a lot of time doing that instead of making the focus, even from the very beginning, because people come in, they get saved, or they come to the church, and the leadership in the church seems to be pushing more to to get people on their mission or mm. about their denomination mm-hmm. instead of Jesus and the Word of God. Mm. So that's why we have, you know, the confidence in Jesus Christ is waning because we, we and then when the leadership or something screws up, then everybody runs away. Well, you know, they have confidence in the pastor or mm. the denomination. Aye. So we're losing it for not teaching and, and, and teaching and getting people focused on the Word of God. Oh, mm. my sister, that is so well said. That's exactly right. Because the thing is, when our confidence is, confidence is in the Lord Jesus, when our confidence is in His Word, mm-hmm. we can see when someone misses the mark, and we don't say there's a problem with the Word. Right. We say that person missed the mark. That person has fallen away. Right. We wouldn't be able to recognize those who are falling away if we didn't have a line that we're looking at. 
Like, right. okay, the away has to have a starting point. And so that <laughs> for that, we go back to God's word. Oh, that's so well said. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Randy. Hi, Randy. Hello. Hey, hello. I just want to say you guys, hello. Yes, go ahead. You got me. I just want to say you guys are great. You guys always bring such a powerful message. My question slash comment uh, about the confidence in church is, mm-hmm. aren't we the church? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And, and I guess that's what I'm thinking is we, the church, have to do what you were just talking in the last mm-hmm. caller was just talking about. Oh, we we yes. have to reflect that in, in everything we do in our lives. That's Amen. exactly right. I, 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 I can't argue with you, brother. Yes. I agree with you 100%. 100%. Thank you so much for that comment. It's very well received and very well said. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Linda in Texas. Hi, Linda. Hi, Will and Mickey. Uh, you just blessed me so big a minute ago. Mm. Um, oh, praise God. With Mickey talking about confidence, you reminded me in this weary, strange world that we live in right now, we don't have to know how to navigate the confusion and the hurt. Jesus does. Jesus uh, knows how to navigate this. And I'm just going to dwell there. So thank you for the conversation. Amen. Uh, thank Amen. you, Linda. God bless you. That's right, man. We can put our confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Like he's worthy, right? Like he's Amen. for lack of a better word. And I, I want to be very careful here uh, and show the reverence that Jesus Christ is deserving and worthy of. But he's proven himself. Amen. He's proven amen. himself that we can trust him, that yes. we can be confident in him. Yes. So amen to that. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Jerry in Memphis. Hi, Jerry. Hello, Will and Mickey. How are <laughs> you guys? Good. What, good. What's up, cousin? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a couple of things for you. First of all, Will, you're probably the only one who will appreciate this. Uh-oh. I think Jade, Jeff, and I need to start a five, six, and under basketball team. Let me know what you think about that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, man, we are right there together. Hey, basically, I wanted to say there is one organization, institution, I have a lot of confidence in, and it's the Marriage Family Life Conference. Oh, that's sweet. I want to Lord thank you all for that. Um, hey, let me give you a quick – there's just – for anybody who hasn't been, I just want to tell you, there's just like a bunch of angels there this weekend, and me. I'm not the angel, but everybody Jerry, else. Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> don't oversell it. <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of bullet points for you. I stayed with a couple who I've met through this conference and this organization, Praise and God. they were fantastic. I mean, they were just like angels. Mm. Secondly – My daughter is going to a very far away place for college this fall. And my Mm. wife and I are, you know, a little bit nervous about this, right? Sure. Well, during one of the breaks, I hear somebody out talking to somebody else and they said, hey, Uh, they said, hey, I'm from Waco, something like that. And I said, well, I think I'm going to step in here. That's where she's going to be going. I start Mm -hmm. talking to this guy. We trade numbers. He tells me, if you have any problem at all, broken down car, anything at all, you call me. And I will go help your daughter. Oh, like, man, that wow. is fantastic. And then he says from there, hey, you should go talk to Dr. Nurse Mama because she <laughs> is a professor at Baylor. Where oh, my daughter's come gonna on, be going. Jessica Peck. I go down and talk to her, y'all, and I'm telling you, we, I think we both got goosebumps. There was connection <laughs> after connection after connection. Praise God. And we're wow. now getting we're now getting our daughters connected, so my daughter can have another friend as she goes to this place where she doesn't know many people. So I just can't. I, I really, truly. God does amazing things there. I just want to encourage, if you haven't been there, 
please go. And to Will and Miki, thank you so much. It was an enormous blessing. So thank you. God bless you, Jerry. Can I just say, so that really warms my heart to hear because what I hear in all of that is that God cares about what concerns us. That's right. You know, like these are the these are the matters of our heart. This is um, the blessed privilege that we have of being members of the Lord's church, of being members of the Lord's bride, being the body of Christ. And so, man, we it's like, again, we don't have to go outside of town, outside of uh, town for what we need. You know what I mean? So mm. to speak, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the Lord has what we need and he sets us up to win. So Amen. I appreciate that. I think that's a great place for us to come to land today. Look, if we return to the integrity of preaching God's word and living what we hear preached, then the confidence will be restored. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.